71 oh, of all the book show. 71. The okay. official podcast of the David A. Hale Public Library. Hey, your heater just came on in time. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That'll be nice and toasty. So, I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. And, and yeah, we have a special guest with us today. Jessica Weischeck. There she is. Yeah. Uh, regular listeners may recall that Jessica uh, is a fan of Halloween. We, uh, we had Sally Murphy on with us for the Halloween episode, and we've dubbed her the Queen of Halloween. So where do we de- what did we decide Jessica was? You said Duchess. Duchess. Oh, the I Duchess like of Halloween. <laughs> but I don't know. You might be able to out-Halloween Sally. I mean, you did terrify Eric. Right. That's true. Right. Jessica works at the, uh, the Andover. Andover Haunted House yeah. and doesn't care who she knows yeah, no. or who she hurts in there. <laughs> I love when I know people. <laughs> well, you, you were a clown this time, right? I was. Ah. That's terrifying by itself. Wait next year. You haunted Eric's nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Jessica, it's me. It's me. <laughs> See, but she knows you, yeah. so she'll just prey on your weaknesses. Yeah, so that's sure. actually, that's not a plus. Yeah. Anyway, Jessica is joining us today because while she is the Duchess of Halloween, you, you're trying to get into Christmas, right? Yes. You started Christmas music how early? Oh, probably end of October, beginning of November. It's too early. That's too early. Anything pre-Thanksgiving in my book is too early. Yeah. Where do you fall on that? Same. Okay, <laughs> good. All right, so with that in mind, uh, we've got a special Take 5 segment. Our guest today, Jessica, we're going to hit you with some Christmas-themed questions. So, number one, do you have a favorite Christmas book? I have yet to ever make it through one Ooh, outside wow. of, like, The Night Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Clement Moore, classic. Okay. Yes, I'm partway through Dashing Through the Snow. I read Kevin Dashing Palmer. Through the Snow, yeah. It is reading like the Hallmark Channel movie that it is. That's exactly true, yeah. It, it is a movie now, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. Okay, so it's pretty much just a screenplay at that yes. point. Yeah, I remember that one. It wasn't particularly good, but with Christmas reads, you take them with a grain of salt. You don't read any Christmas books, do you? That is correct. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, so... So following that up, your number two question in the Take 5 is favorite Christmas album or song, if you have a favorite Christmas. I'm a fan of the uh, Now That's What I Call Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because mm. it's just a bunch of them together. Yeah. There was a correct answer to that question, and she guessed incorrectly. Oh, okay. So. And the correct answer was <laughs> Mariah Carey? Christmas, you okay, yeah, yeah, I figured. It. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, the Now Christmas album is pretty classic. It takes all of the ones that you would want to hear, puts them on one CD. I think it's our most popular uh, Christmas CD in the uh, holiday section here at the library. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Do you have a favorite, Eric? You just Mariah Carey, that one song? Yeah. Okay. Plus the TSO albums. Oh, sure. Plus Snow by that's, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's Trans-Siberian Orchestra for yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. The Not trans- in the know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so movie. Everybody's got a favorite Christmas movie. You got a favorite Christmas movie. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. That was the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> Last week, our Christmas-themed episode, we, we put this out to our listeners. That I think Muppet Christmas Carol came in second, maybe only to uh, It's a Wonderful Life. No, oh. White Christmas. White Christmas was first. Yeah. yeah, boy. But it was right up there. I, I'm, I'm right with you on that. I love The Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, okay. Um, answer this question. This is question four. It doesn't feel like Christmas until... I'm wandering around aimlessly on the 24th trying to finish my Christmas shopping. Oh, nice. Last minute. You're a last minute Christmas shopper. I have vowed not to be, uh-huh. but it's not looking promising this year either. Really? Year after year, you fall yes. into this same trap. Everyone? Yes. Like you have a present for your husband already or he's no, on the 24th? No, it's just that last minute stuff. Okay, just the little things. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, finally, you, you prefer, if it's a Halloween versus Christmas head to head, you would go with? 
Christmas. Christmas. By a smidgen. Whoa! Really? Oh my gosh, we have an upset here at yeah. all the books. This is this is one for the record. Yeah. So then, I guess this question I'll have to rephrase. The original one was Halloween is more fun than Christmas because, but <laughs> but if you don't agree, uh, tell us tell us why you like Halloween so much. Halloween can be more fun than Christmas. Okay, so if it's a fun wise, maybe Halloween edges it out. Yes, but a even favorite, though okay. I'm a fan of Christmas more, I do enjoy scaring people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's all about like the a scares. bully. Like a, yeah, like a <laughs> like a bully. Yeah. Eric holds a grudge, so <laughs> I can see you that. really you have a year to yeah. to repair this relationship, and then you can ruin it all again it's, at yeah, the. Yeah. This is gonna be ruined again. The yeah. end over haunted house. Do you know what you're gonna be? How far in advance yeah. are these no, things planned? No, I don't want to know. Don't tell Eric. Oh, I'm not gonna tell. But you, you know. But yes, the last uh. night of the haunted house, the group that's in my room will decide what we're doing for the next year. And is it the same group year to year? Yep. Oh, how many years have you been doing it? 13. 13? Holy cow. I did not expect you to say that number. Wow. Okay. So uh, we've hit our top five or our our take five. But let me ask you this. Do you have a favorite themed year that you've done in the last 13 years? 13, by the way, the perfect number to have been in a haunted house. So congratulations. Exactly. We've done a mix. Um, okay. I was a fan. We did a twist on The Wizard of Oz one year called oh. Apocalypse. Okay. I enjoyed that one. We did Hillbillies one year, which kind of runs as our favorite in our room. Yeah, yeah boy. Too much. Yeah, nice and creepy. Yeah. Nice and creepy. Back to Christmas. That's right. <laughs> okay, well, that closes our take five. Jessica, thanks for joining us. This is your debut on all the books. Yes, it is. All right. You're welcome. Well, it was lovely having you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah We're not paying for any more No, you're too scary. You're too scary. We can't <laughs> handle it anymore. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to actually have her on Halloween. Yeah, that's true. None of this Halloween yeah. and Christmas thing. You and I can just take the week off, and we'll let her and Sally just sit yeah. down and <laughs> scare the crap <laughs> yeah. out of people. Yeah, take that. Uh, welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, all right. Oh, that, that came up on our best of list. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, here, Jessica, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, damn. Uh, one, one thing I like most about the holidays is that it's time to... All right, she's gone. Oh, thank goodness. We can, we can talk about her. Oh, We can okay. talk about what yeah. she's really like. Terrifying. Scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. It's funny because I would not peg her as a somebody who likes to terrify people for Halloween. But she does. Yeah. It's yeah. always, oh, it's the quiet ones. Yeah. I guess that's what they say all the time. So. Sometimes it's also the very loud ones. Yeah. The loud ones with deep voices. Yeah, that's true. Breaking through your walls. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. People are always walking around with like an axe. Yeah, yeah you don't want to... axe carriers. Yeah, they, could yeah. be. Could be. All right, well, let's uh, let's get back on track here and jump in with our bookmark. Buddy, what have you been reading? Yeah, I feel like we didn't tell anybody what this podcast was about when we started. We just oh, yeah. said like okay. the name of it, sure. who we are. Now we got some listeners like, what the heck All is right, going we'll on? let them know. We talk about book news on this podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. That's why we're going to talk about what we've been reading. That's true. So, okay, yeah. New and listeners, our... this was not the best episode for you just to jump in. At least I, not yet. I disagree. Okay. I think it had charm and whimsy. They yeah. were a little confused, but they were intrigued. Whimsy? It's perfect. Yeah. I don't yeah, think You never know where, I, the, where the wind's going to blow. I think we lost our whimsy back in episode seven. I doubt it. I doubt as it. As soon as we started, we did that Joyce Carol Oates one, and we yeah. started getting into some real issues. The we whimsy just disappeared. Yeah. Well, we're eventually going to be talking about the best books of 2016. We put this out to our listeners. Got a nice batch of responses, so we'll pick from some of those. Yeah. Talk about that. Right now, we're going to talk about uh, what's where our bookmarks are at, what we've been reading. A little reader's advisory, if you will. <laughs> okay. So Do I on. start? Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. What have I read? I don't know. I read two graphic novels. I read Doctor Strange, Volume 2. Back on track. The okay. Last Days of Magic, or I think that's what it was called. What is that? Doctor Strange, Volume oh, 2. Oh, sorry. I thought those were both different ones. Nope. Okay. That was one thing. This is the brand new Doctor Strange series. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, as I recall, the first volume, it ended was on a five issues and didn't resolve anything. Right. 
And this picked up that thread? Yeah. I think I wrote a review. I don't remember what I said. Okay. Uh, maybe it... I didn't write a review. All right. It, it was... <sighs> Is it a series you'd recommend? Let me it was good. Uh, the second half, Doctor Strange gets together all the magical people of the Marvel superhero universe uh, to... It's not a great crowd. <laughs> That's true. Marvel does not have a great uh, magic crew. DC, no. DC Comics, the world of the Justice League, great, great magical characters. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, not so much. It's like mm. you get you get Scarlet Witch, oh, and you get okay, yeah. Brother Voodoo, mm. and you get Son of Satan. Nope. You kind of count Ghost Rider, but only if he can Do be you? Ghost Rider. Yeah. If he's like, oh, he can't turn into Ghost Rider, you're like, well, then. <laughs> yeah, see you later. No thanks. Um, what I say, uh, they equal 10 issues, and in those 10 issues, I haven't gained much insight into anyone or got an idea what the series is going hmm. for. And that's true. I don't know where this, what the series' like long-term plan okay. is. Uh, and it's true. In 10 issues... There's like zero character development for any of the new characters, any of the old characters. Okay. If somebody picked this up, they really don't wouldn't have an idea of like who Doctor Strange was as a character. Okay. So let me put it to you this way. People who have just seen the Benedict Cumberbatch Strange movie and uh-huh. want to read about Doctor Strange, uh-huh. this is probably not the series you'd it's say. It's probably for. the best then. Do you think if you've seen the movie, you've oh, gotten okay. the you don't need to be introduced. Okay. If you need an introduction to the character, I wouldn't know. Okay. Maybe I always we, well we have in our in our collection here we have Doctor Strange season one which right. is a decent intro I mm. guess I prefer the my wife hates it yeah I so. prefer the J Michael Straczynski right. uh, Strange standalone I always like Doctor Strange and Spider Man together that's a good the '90s cartoon did that well and in Straczynski's Spider Man run the the teams up with Doctor Strange are very good uh, I used to read. It's from the 60s, the uh, old Defender comics. Oh, I've got a yeah. collection of like Defenders. the 20 of them. Yeah. It's Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, the Incredible Hulk, and uh, the Submariner. Oh. And they just basically fight things that are too big for anything else. Hmm. Just like massive, gross, horrible things that the Avengers can tackle. That's fun. Because like, they're the most powerful characters in the universe, right. so you can't really put them on a team out of the Avengers. No, you can't. So it was just kind of funny. But that was back when Doctor Strange was like the most like boring character in the world. <laughs> you know, very like... I don't know. Very self-serious. Not okay. fun. Not, so, cum- not Cumberbatchy at all. Right. Basically, you, all the humor came from Doctor uh, from the Hulk and Submariner interacting. Because Hulk would be like, Hulk smash! And Submariner would be like, you oaf! Hmm. And that's that's the gist of the humor. Okay. But, you know, in the right places it works. Yeah, yeah it's working for me. So, that's great. <laughs> and I also read Superman, The Men of Tomorrow by Jeff Johns. Oh, okay. It's a comic book. Yeah. That was uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, the art was uh, John Romita Jr., mm-hmm. and for the most part, it was fine. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of weird, because he usually draws for Marvel Comics. Right. But what was weird is he, he introduced a new character called Ulysses, and I swear that he looked like he just came out of like the Marvel... <laughs> he, he looks a lot like... John Romita Jr. did a uh, comic with Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. called The Eternals, and Ulysses looks like he just came out of The Eternals oh, comic. Oh, okay. So none of that made any sense to most of our listeners. Sure. Thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down, did you say? You thought it, it was fine. You liked it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I'm still reading the Bruce Springsteen book. Yeah, you're making some progress, though. Yeah. Getting he, uh, there. Yeah, he's, he's now making his music and everything. Nice. So All right. We have that book and we have the CD, that, the companion piece. Have yeah. you listened to the album? No, I haven't, but I do want to... Check it out for your road trip. I want to go through uh, his older CDs. I, um, I had a bunch at one time, and then I was like, oh, I never listened to these. So I'll just keep the, the older one, the newer ones, plus his greatest hits one that I have. Like, it's a three-disc greatest hits thing but then i'm like oh maybe i because it seems like his albums are actually meant to like be listened together mm-hmm. this was before i listened to like albums as albums oh, and i, I only cared okay. about like the hits you know mm-hmm. so all right all right that's that's it okay i actually i did st- read the first chapter oh i meant to bring it 
I meant to bring the uh, the book I'm reading. It's that Legend of the Five Rings. It's that yes, like samurai uh-huh. fantasy book. I started right. the first chapter. Jeez. I meant to bring it in to read a paragraph to show you why I think it's so cool. Yeah, but also why no one else would think Wait, it's so cool. This is this the one that you've been re- you've been reading on and off for a long time, or you just picked this up? The series? Yeah, I, this is the fourth book in the series. Okay, so you yeah. read the year. Okay. Yeah, the first yeah. one was the Scorpion. I remember that. The second one was the Unicorn, sure. and the third one was the Crane. Mm. This one's the Phoenix. The Phoenix. I believe the next one is Dragon, okay. followed by the Crab, followed by the Lion. Those are the seven main clans of Rokugan. Okay. Part of the Legend of the Five Rings. Wow. The Phoenix are the magical, uh, the magic, like the clan that focuses on magic. I see. Uh, the Crane tend to be very snooty, tend to be uh, Makes sense. swordsmen. Wait, uh, is it just Fraser Crane? No. That would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. When you sit around the elegant imperial castle, <laughs> you sit around the elegant imperial castle. <laughs> That's the... Best I could do on no, a short yeah. notice. Yeah, I think I, I was buying it. So. Yeah, okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I finished some stuff. I finished. Oh, oh sorry. Well, I, I finished Westworld. Oh, the show. Yeah, uh-huh. and I said I was going to. Yeah, bring it on. Give it what I. All right. Westworld. As I, let's recap for the listeners. You felt like it was a lot of lead up. Yes. And you were getting tired of the lead up. I'm, so I'm hoping t- right. the payoff. I'm tired of this, this trend we have. Yeah. Um, with modern TV, where it's nine episodes yeah. of buildup, yeah. and then ten episodes of like, and this is what we, you know, yeah, we this talking. is the reveal. Yep. And I still felt like that. Like, at the end, okay. it, there's the reveals, but then there's also the, you know, where they're going for season Threads two. for the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's just kind of like, well, this is just, it's just unsatisfacing television. Yeah. So it's pacing it's, problems. Yeah, it's just, n- no episode mm-hmm. has... Are true beginning and end I see. because all the characters are just yeah. going back and forth. Right. It's just, and I don't. I mean, we've we talked about it with Battlestar Galactica last week, or I talked a lot about that. But like something like Battlestar Galactica, where it had an ongoing story, but it was also leading somewhere, even if the writers didn't know. Right. Okay, right. Um, it was just there'd be episodes. They had tons of characters, so they would have tons of different stories, but. Each episode, you didn't necessarily see every character, mm-hmm. you know? And so they were like, this episode, we're going to focus on this one and just right. do a self-contained story with this character. And it just doesn't do that. It's funny. You, you say that you said that that was a, a new, like, trend for the binging population. Yeah. But in some ways, it's also a very old trend based on, like, serialized daytime dramas or even, yeah. like, the older serials. Yeah. You know? Like, my wife and I were watching through the old 60s, like, Supernatural, so mm-hmm. uh, Dark Shadows, right. and that's what it's like. I mean, yeah. every episode, hardly there's hardly any progress. Yeah. So much that one time we accidentally skipped a disc right. and didn't realize it until right. later because they're just designed where you're just kind of watching chunk, 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 right. and then there's, you know... See, I don't... I don't necessarily want everything to go back to like the Star Trek Next Generation idea. It's like, you where know... Where you each... reboot every episode? Well, yeah. right. Each episode can stand on it doesn't matter there's like there's continuity yeah. but like you could come in like months later yeah. and you, you can watch that series on shuffle and right. have very little issues um but there has to be a better middle ground than what we have right now yeah. i'm just well, getting I think that's the difficulty you got to find a balance yeah because when a show like you're saying when a show has no ongoing threads i right. don't never feel that compelled to keep going i mean westworld but it can go the other way right. too where westworld like, has oh. all that it's just you just get impatient you're just like i yeah. wish i could just skip yeah to the like last two episodes or right. something. Rome used to do it really well. Rome, yeah. the two seasons of yeah, HBO. Yeah, you said. Um, also, I know this might sound wrong, but the robots in it, they're just not robot-y enough for that's me. So you said last week. I know. But this week, at the end, I'm like, it's just hard to relate to like robots becoming self-conscious yeah. without them being like slightly 
robotic anyway. Right. I mean, it just seems like it. I don't know. There's just something that doesn't work for me with this show. Okay. And I think it's because the movie was like kind of like a stalker film. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're in Westworld. One of I the robots. See it. Well, yeah. basically, the whole concept of it is Yul Brenner is a robot there. Mm-hmm. He breaks down and just goes on a killing, just on a rampage. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. It's not about like the consciousness of, uh, you know, what separates us from man and machine and all that stuff. It's just we gotta get out of here. So it's like very much more like Jurassic Park. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Westworld, it isn't like that. It's maybe not focused enough. Hmm. It, it doesn't have anything new to say either. Right. I felt like it didn't. Didn't the idea that like maybe memories are what make us human, or what like define us? That's like an idea they present, but it doesn't. It doesn't work so well. Hmm. It's hard to find a good yeah. TV show that like really grabs you that you stick with. I, yeah. I don't really have a current one right now, and I do miss that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kept wanting to watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. As it was well, going that's in, on. In most situations, you just <laughs> want to watch Jurassic Park. So, uh, I, all right. Well, let me let me jump into my book. All right. What'd you got? Uh, I finished a few things. I had been reading that uh, Star Trek Stargazer book uh, three is called is the title of the book. <laughs> pretty strong it was very it felt like it read like an episode so sometimes that's good sometimes it's bad have you read any star wars books this year in prep i guess you read bloodlines i read bloodline i read catalyst rogue one uh oh that's right so you you've done better than me this year for this new star wars movie um, the graphic novels obviously i think i read just about everything that's out there uh, so yeah, I read some Good of those. Good job, Ed. Uh, I finished a little bit of. Oh, I also finished that Spy Boy Young Justice crossover, that Peter David series. Oh yeah, not great, but it did kind of make me want to check out the Spy Boy proper <laughs> series. Um, I I did a little more Christmas reading too. Uh, I read based on your recommendations. I read the best Christmas pageant ever. Oh, yeah? It was like your old school favorite Christmas book. It yeah. was very good. It was very funny. Isn't it only like 80 pages, Yeah, too? it is. It's short. But so. the humor in it's good. It, yeah. It feels a lot. It, it kind of has that same Christmas story uh, it does. kind of yeah. humor to it. I'm pretty sure. To a little, it's context, a little adult. It's a little adult. I read that in either second or third grade. Okay. I'm going to say... I think I read it in second, but I also watched the movie in school. Yeah, there, that's right. When I was reading this, I was like, oh, wait, I've seen this movie. There you go, yeah. But the humor was very good, yeah. so you're right about that. I also picked up uh, and read the Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, the manuscript edition. Uh, I know we talked a little yeah. bit about this in our Christmas episode. You said it was super cool. It is very cool. They, there's a there's an intro and then a really like in-depth forward uh-huh. that uh, goes into great detail about just the writing of A Christmas Carol and how it was kind of a Hail Mary for him. Right. Like He just had zero money and yeah. was like borrowing and was like, I just got to hammer out this Christmas thing. It'll sell because it's a Christmas thing. I'll just do it. And like he did it yeah. and it worked eventually, yeah. you know? So it, really interesting to hear You think that. he was ever like, hold on, it was just a book, guys. You don't have to make Christmas that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. And the manuscript has been, uh, it's changed owners a few times and now it's held by a museum. <laughs> In preparation for this manuscript book, they actually took it apart Ooh. and like cleaned it and photographed it. And so you're seeing like a really clear... Nice. Um, and there was just one. I mean, there was just one manuscript. You know, right. he had it. It was like if something happened to it, we don't get a Christmas Carol. Hmm. But it was neat too. I really I enjoyed the forward, but I also just really liked reading the story because it's each page has the manuscript page on the left and then the typed version on the right, and you see little things like he'd uh, he'd written something else and he crossed that out and above it wrote Bah Humbug. You know, which ah. has become like iconic, and it yeah. was like an afterthought for him. So, yeah. little little things like that, where you see hmm. him sort of know that's dumb and go back and rewrite it. I mean, it's a very unpolished manuscript, right? Because uh, you see all of his crossouts <laughs> and like redirection. So, 
Uh, if you're a fan of, of the story uh, and you have never read it or have read it and want to check it out again, reading the manuscript edition is definitely worth it, and we do have it here in the collection. Uh, I've moved on currently to, I'm reading Paper Girls Volume 2 by Brian K. Vaughn. You can have it when I'm done. Thanks, man. <laughs> and I'm reading uh, a CSI Miami book called Misgivings by Don Cortez. This is uh, a leftover. It's a Christmas book. Okay. Christmas mystery. All right. That I'm uh, still <laughs> digging into. So uh, that's it for me. So Okay. Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to see. Uh, you can go on Goodreads. Yeah. You can go to your stats. Yeah. You can go uh, view books of 2016. Mm -hmm. And then on the uh, sorting, you can put date published. Hmm. If you, that's just you. Yeah. You said you couldn't find a way to figure out. But it just graphs it. It doesn't tell you the. Puts it on a graph. It doesn't list the titles in the date. No, it, you, if you go to view books. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, you can see like the cover bookshelf. Okay. So, because yes. I was like, I don't know what I read that came out in 2016 either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's move on to some book news. What do you have? Eh. Okay, yeah. They, these are books that are coming out the 27th. A lot more books coming out the tw uh, December 27th than came out two days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, you ready? Yeah. All right, everybody. So as I said, these are the books coming out December 27th. You got all that sweet Christmas bucks. Uh, do you, do you uh, ever get gift cards for like Barnes & Noble? Uh, no, not really. No? Like for myself? Yeah. No. Do you ever use Christmas money on books or does it just go to like your heat bill? I guess I don't really get much Christmas money. Yeah. I get like... Yeah, yeah me either. <laughs> that's, that's like a kid thing, Christmas money. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you get any... Does anybody ever get like, you like books? Oh, yeah. Christmas? Yeah. So. Yeah, I tend to get a lot of books. Yeah. I, have, I like to have media Christmases. That's usually... Media Christmases? Yeah. yeah. Like movies and Yeah, movies, CDs, books. books. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm maybe... easy to shop for. You can't get any of these because these come out the 27th. Oh, darn it. So. My birthday coming right up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, birthday books. Yeah. What uh, got? Books for Living by Will Schwalbe. Mm. Boy, that was hard to say. Yeah. I don't know what this is about. I guess we could find out. Yeah, I guess we uh, can. James Brolin, blah, blah, blah. James Brolin? I've always believed that everything you need to know you can find in a book. Well, listeners, tell us what you thought of that book after you read it because I can't get into this description. <laughs> uh... Civilian Eyes, a young veteran's memoir by Michael Anthony. Uh, he, 12 months in the military service in Iraq. Uh -huh. Michael Anthony stepped off a plane, seemingly happy to be home, or at least back on U.S. soil. So, it's a book about a veteran coming home. Okay. Uh, Curtain of Death, a, cla a clandestine? Clandestine. Cla clandestine. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. I wish I hadn't had that on tape. That's all right. <laughs> Clandestine Operations Novel by W.E.B. Griffin. Okay. Why don't we call him Webb Griffin? His friends probably do. <laughs> hey, Webb. I don't feel that we're close enough to do no. that. No. So, have you ever read a W.E.B. Griffin book? Mm-mm. I, I don't really know. Are these military books? Yeah. Yeah, military and espionage. All right. Mm. Hey, um, I want you to imagine uh, Carlo... Ma Is it Carlo Montenbon? Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, Ricardo. I want you to imagine he is going to read this book because it's called Eat Beautiful, oh. Food and Recipes to Nourish Your Skin from the Inside Out by Wendy Rowe. Why would I? I don't know. It just seems like he could say Eat Beautiful and all oh. that. Is, oh, okay. It just really like give it that oomph he needs. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't eat anything that makes my skin look good. You don't? Inside Out, no. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. This grease is really, <laughs> really adding a shine to my yeah. coat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a luster. Yeah. A luster. Uh, it's like when you give a dog salmon. It has a shiny 
uh, silky coat, when you give me some Burger King French fries, yeah, I pass out and feel sick. Man, I'm not gonna judge the way you spend your money, but uh, giving salmon it's to a dogs lot of is dog a... salmon. <laughs> it's a lot of the dog salmon. The ice beneath her by Camellia Gray. But... Okay. Oh, but I'm just going to take a nap before I read the next author name. <laughs> a young woman is found beheaded Look out. in the Stockholm home of business tycoon Jasper Orr. That's not what you want at all. No. How far would he go to silence his secret lover? How far? Probably far enough to behead somebody. Oh, okay. Uh, the Midnight Bell by Jack Higgins. You ever read a Jack Higgins book? No, I'm sorry. I'm have not, you I'm ever let, read a down. book? No, yeah, no, I have. I've, uh, I've read many. Is he popular here at our library Jack in Roseville? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put him in, like, the top ten or anything, but Ooh, okay. it's still worth it's still worth getting his stuff. All right. Uh, what about this author? Take the Key and Lock Her Up. It's Embassy Road, two, uh, book three, Allie Carter. No. No? I don't think Ooh. so. She wrote uh, All Fall Down. Oh, wait. Is this a young adult book? I don't know. Give me a second. You're looking at it, you. I'm sitting over here on this side. You know what? It's a young adult book. Okay. That's why you don't know. Yeah. All right. Hey, well then, then. Check this out. Why don't you know? Oh, no! Do you ever read a book? <laughs> uh, this is kind of neat. The Godfather Notebook by Francis Ford Coppola. Is that it's The Godfather little, a, singing Happy it's Days? It's a very light Godfather. Monday, Wednesday, Happy yeah. Days. Yeah. Tuesday, happy Days, mm-hmm. every day. Still doing that. Yeah. The never-before-published edition of Francis Ford Coppola's Notes and Annotations on the Godfather novel. Oh. Okay, so he's reading the book. Oh, I see. And taking notes. Uh, This should be there. T-H-E-I-R. I I don't think he's editing it. Oh, okay. I think he's drawing inspiration (laughs) from it. Archie Volume 2 by Mark Wade. Everything's Archie. You want to sing the old Archie theme song? I don't know it. Archie's here. Reggie's here. No? Where's Jughead? He's, he's coming. <laughs> Here comes Jughead and Hot Dog, too. Who's Hot Dog? Hot Dog is Jughead's dog. <laughs> Fun fact, started out as Archie's dog. Didn't last. Why? I don't know. It just it was just one of those things. Is Archie like, not responsible enough to have a dog? He probably is. Did you watch the trailer for the new... It's like how Odie used to belong to John Arbuckle's friend Lyman. Right. And then just one day, he was John Arbuckle's. Did you... Same principle. Did you... Uh, watch the trailer for the new Archie no, show. No, Riverda- I've seen Riverdale. the images and I am excited. Apparently, it's like going for like a Twin Peaks kind uh, yeah. of creepy thing. Yeah, you like that idea for Archie? I did. Well, yeah, that's a that's an Archie thing. The Archie like afterlife stuff. No, there's there's a yeah, there's sort of like a subgenre. It looks Archie's like a eerie. it looks like they know Supernatural has to be on like its last two seasons, and so they yeah. got to fill in that like. It's all, I mean, CW seems to know what the heck they're doing. They yeah. just got they got it down pat. I yeah, they do. Back when it was like, yeah, we're we've got Supernatural season twelve and Beauty and the Beast. I was like, what is going on here? But yeah. like, Arrow brought them back. Yeah, it sure did. Jane the Virgin. That's like a, I think technically the Vampire Diaries. That's true. Them back. Va- Vampire Diaries, Rain, as you were talking about. They they have the hundred right. Mm-hmm. They just know. Yeah. Dang it. I wish yeah. I. They they know their crowd and they program to it well. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, when they announced Archie, I'm like, okay, so like a One Tree Hill kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Or, nope. <laughs> They're new Gilmore Girls? Uh-uh. So, uh, Bungo, Stray Dogs, Volume 1. This is a manga. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because we started watching this in our teen anime club. Ooh. We started the series. Um, and it's a pretty cool show. It's about a supernatural detective group. One of them turns into a tiger. So <laughs> I'll you know, take it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get us the... Uh, that series here. The first one's coming out now. The second one won't be out until March. Mm-hmm. So we'll, you have time to catch up. Or, oh, good. Okay. Or watch the series. Also, yeah. man, I know you were waiting for this. 
Dogman Unleashed. Oh, Dogman 2. This is a creepy... I don't understand how this Dog made Dogman, the newest hero from creator of Captain Underpants, uh, is still learning a few tricks of the trade. Petey, uh, I hate it. Petey the Cat is out of the bag, and his criminal curiosity is taking the city by storm. How is this a children's book? Something book? fishy is going on. Can Dogman unleash justice on the ruffian in time to save the city, or will Petey get away with the perfect Let me crime? explain to our listeners what this is, if they don't know. Yeah. This is this Dav Pilkey series mm-hmm. where a cop... And yep. a dog. A man, a, yeah. Yeah, are in an accident. Yeah. And like they Did. get decapitated. Yeah. And they sew the dog's head on the cop's body. Yeah. And this is like for the delight of children, yep. not like some horrible horror movie. Like Jessica is going to play this character in the Andover Haunted yep. House. That's how, that's how scary it is. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Okay. I think I got one more book here. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, the tenth anniversary edition of Thirteen Reasons Why by Jay Asher oh. is coming out. I found out we don't have a copy of this. That's so, true. My sister in law read it, and I had to get it from another library. I'm buying it as we speak, <laughs> um, so we will have that tenth uh, anniversary. It's a lot of reaction you're doing. Okay, you know what? You didn't have to. You didn't have to be like that. <laughs> uh, just to let our listeners you're in so on this little joke, this is a button I like to push for Eric. What? Uh, where you feel like maybe you dropped the ball on something, and then I pretend <laughs> like you actually did drop the ball He's on something. He's a monster. And you know I'm kidding, and I know I'm kidding, but it still works. Don't don't tell them about my personal insecurities. Oh, sorry. Listeners, I've, I've got it down pat. All right. Nobody has any issues over here in Ericville. Ladies and gentlemen, you will strike that statement for the record. <laughs> Disregard. Yep. All right. So, sorry, I'm still going through trying to figure so, out. So, but just to be sure, so you haven't gotten it yet, but now you're going to get it. I'm going to get it, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get it! <laughs> I didn't realize we didn't have it! It's alright, it's alright. Actually, I, I found out we didn't have it because I did a uh, display. Rolling Stone, a few years ago, did a uh, top 40... Uh, no, not top 40. Yeah, 40. Their 40 best uh, young adult books. Okay. Um, and that was on there. Alright. So. Good news. It can be, yeah. Alright. Is that, is that it? Good news! Good <laughs> news, everyone. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about... Uh, you can here. set your calendars for these for a long time. Now, these are going to come out post-Valentine's Day, Eric, so I'm sorry about that. You're not going to be able to get these yeah. uh, Valentine gifts. Did you figure out your Goodreads? Uh, no. I'm going to come over while you're doing these large prints. I'm going to sure. set you up. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds like a great idea. All right. So, uh, first of all, we have A Monster Calls, The Horse Thieves. Uh, this is by what? Giles Tippett. What did you just say? A monster calls is the ad on oh, that you're page. Right. You it's distracted for the movie me. Based off of the young I know, adult you're book. so close. It's very confusing. <laughs> the The Horse Thieves, folks, by Giles Tippett, coming out in large print. So this has been in standard print for quite a while, uh, but it's coming out in large print, so all you large print fans can listen in. Uh, that's coming out in February. Coming out in March in large print, The Boat Rocker by Ha Jin, Chinese author. Don't rock this the was, boat. I know. Uh, this was a pretty well-received book, made a lot of uh, best-of lists. We've had it in general uh, standard print fiction, but uh, right now we're getting it in large print. So that's uh, coming for you down the old pike. Uh, coming out in standard print, we have some of our favorite authors here. Silence Fallen by Patricia Briggs. You read a lot of Pat- Patricia Briggs, right? Uh, yeah, all yeah, the time. Fighting werewolves and things. Yeah, I said all the time. Okay, all right. Uh, so this is one of her, what is that character's? Mercy? Mercy Thompson? Mercy... That sounds right. We're Merc- like right next to each other. I know. Uh, Mercy something. I can't remember what it is. But um, this is book 10 in that series. This series remains popular. This is one of these uh, supernatural, vaguely romance-esque series. But I think this one is a little bit more 
uh, legit um, supernatural. So this one we keep in the sci-fi section. Uh, then finally, let's see, we have... No, now I have two more. Catherine Coulter's The Devil's Triangle. This is March 14th. Uh, this is co-written by J.T. Ellison. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened. world's going to hell in a handbag here with all these, <laughs> these co-authors. Not even Catherine Coulter can write her own book, so... That's tough. Uh, but this is part of a long-running series that I have not read, so I can't tell you too much about Back it. Back in my chair. Yeah. Uh, a Brit in the FBI, number four. This is part a of... A Brit? A Brit in the FBI. I know, man. I'm sorry. From New York Times bestselling author Catherine Coulter, the thrilling new novel in the remarkable series featuring Nicholas Drummond and Mike Kane. Wait a minute. What? Mike Kane. Is this about Michael Kane in the FBI? Mm. Yeah. I, would, I would read that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I can't do Cockney though, so like, I can't oh. do it. In, I can't do a bit of this if that's what you're looking for. I, I was kind of hoping for that. Yeah. Uh, but well, okay. No, please look, don't. Please look at don't. this. No, no, this no. This person's been found no. in their pool of their own blood with an icicle in their back. What do you think, Michael Caine? Well, think it's a bit of bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I hope that was worth it. Yeah, it was. Uh, finally, uh, from your <laughs> friend and mine, uh, Mr. Clive Cussler. Uh, oh, look at this. A co-author, Justin Scott. Mind if I eat these Doritos? Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so. Just do it. Just open them right now. No, okay. I want us all to hear it. All right. Hey, are we getting any Doritos bucks? No. It would really help out your budget if Doritos would send us some chips, though, wouldn't it? My budget? Yeah, for the teen, teen programs. Yeah. Sorry. What about your budget? I I don't really have much calls for Doritos <laughs> in my day to day life. Uh, f- uh cut Cutthroat by Clive Cussler and Justin Scott. This is book ten in the Isaac Bell series. Letting us down with the cover. I gotta say. Uh, this is just a very simple, I want to say, oh, 1911 scene where uh, it looks like some sort of uh, either a, a movie house or a theater. A movie house. Dr. Jekyll <laughs> and Mr. Hyde. You got a nice couple on the front. He's hiding out in a movie house, I tell you. into their car. Nothing happening. There's no, not a single flame yeah. on this at all. I don't see a single swastika. There's nothing. There's wow. no pyramids. Okay. No rail cars exploding. I hope, I hope a Clive Custler novel is the only time you're upset to not see a Washington. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm just saying it's unique. All right. So Clive Custler fans, if you like this Isaac Bell series, uh, and apparently you do because this is book 10. Whoa. This is here for you. So that's good. Uh, that's it, man. All right. Those are, those are all coming to you in March. All right. So keep an eye out. Well, then, I guess we should just... Get to our segment, because I don't have a New York Times bestsellers list this week. Mm-hmm. I got something else. Oh, okay. Well, because, as we, we haven't explained to our listeners, we're recording a little early. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's the, It would be the same as last I week. I see. So yes. I actually got a list okay. of the best-selling books of 2016. And that brings us nicely into our segment. I, yeah. So, <laughs> what? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about... Are some of the favorite books of 2016? Well, books we read anyway. Best books in 2016. Oh. Uh, our user responses vary from from books that were actually uh, written uh-huh. in this year and books that people just discovered in this yeah. year. And either is fine. So we're going to be touching on a little sure. bit of both this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me put it to you. What's the most, best book you read in 2016? Oh, don't. Well, I only gave... The only things I gave five stars this year on my Goodreads mm-hmm. was a Spider-Gwen comic and the two mouse books. Yeah, Spider Gwen's pretty good. So you only gave three five stars all year. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, as I go through my Goodreads, the first I did actually read a few books that came out in 2016. Okay. A lot of them young adult books, so I'm doing my job okay. Yes, you are. No joke there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, a lot of comic books that came out this year. Okay. I guess what I'm looking at 
out of all the books that I read, mm-hmm. the best one, the actual books, not including graphic novels and everything, that came out in 2016, I'm going to say was Salt to the Sea okay. by Ruta Sapitas. Yeah, I've talked about that before. I think I talked about it on her historical fiction book. Mm-hmm. One, maybe even our young adult one. Could be. Um, it's just a story about uh, people trying to escape uh, Germany before the... Uh, at near the end of World War II, as the yes, uh, yes, as mm-hmm. Russia is slowly coming in, and they get on a ship, and it's one of the worst maritime disasters because it was a like a civilian ship, kind of, mm-hmm. but you know, and it was mainly civilian passengers and soldiers, but it just went down, lost okay. a lot of people on there, more than the Titanic. Wow. So, um, but it was it was good. So nice. I'd say that's the best 2016 book I read. Okay. Runner up might be The Girls by Emma Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, I read Blue Screen by Dan Wells and Calamity by Brandon Sanderson. Didn't really care for either of those. Oh, um, look out. And I read Cure for the Common Universe. That also came out like in the summer, uh-huh. right before the summer. Uh-huh. That's the one about the video game addict. He has to go to right. a video game rehab that's mm-hmm. like a video game. I feel like that one was fine. It okay. was just fine. Just, just only so, fine. I spent a lot of time in 2016 reading Star Wars comics as they came out. Good for you. So. All right. Well, yeah. um... I looking at my reviews. I guess the books that I've enjoyed the most in 2016 uh-huh. are not books that came out in 2016. The only ones I gave five stars to were The Girl on the Train, uh-huh. uh, which I stand by. I think that's a great thriller. It's well done. Keeps mm-hmm. you guessing. And The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, which is probably 60 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, we have it here in our YA collection, actually. Okay. Uh, just hilarious. Like a really funny collection of, of short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it was uh, made into a TV show and a series of movies as well. Uh, but that that book was just so un- so surprisingly funny. Uh, I read a couple of great graphic novels too that I'll mention. Um, and actually, these did come out in 2016. So okay. Some of my tops were uh, Wonder Woman Earth One by Grant Morrison. Uh huh. Really strong Wonder Woman comic. I thought right. I know you didn't like it so much. It was but. fine. Uh, Archie Volume One: The New Riverdale by Mark Wade. That is a great reboot of I know, the Archie man. series. I know you. Are. I have to read it. I am eagerly anticipating Volume Two coming out. All right. Or wait, it is out, isn't it? Yeah, and volume three is coming out in the in the next couple of months. Yeah, so that's great. We don't have it yet. Uh, I also read Spidey First Day, which is a new take on on Spider Man. All three very good. And I got to mention, I mean, you'll know this, but Green Hornet Volume One. Okay, so good. All right, we got this whole set, and we yep. have, it's a six volume series. Uh-huh. And I need people to be checking it out so Eric will stop making fun of me for uh, <laughs> for buying this series. So please, listeners, if just right. for my sake. Check out the Green Hornet in our graphic novel the, collection. Um, the oldest book I read mm. this year, mm-hmm. which was also one of my favorites, was Lord of Light by Roger Zelanzi. Mm-hmm. came out in the 60s. Mm. Okay. Um, so did you read anything that you liked that came out this year? Oh, sure. Yeah, I read quite a few things. Um, I mean, the Underground Railroad was okay. Okay. <laughs> I know that it's... Uh... Suddenly changing your tune about that. No, I mean, I gave it three stars. Yeah. I've, my problem has never been that I hate it. It's that yeah. I don't quite understand what... <laughs> the the fervency that it's been uh, received with but actually uh, some of our listeners uh kim for example uh, facebook user kim uh that was her top pick the underground railroad oh, there you so go. i know that uh yeah i read a few other good things that i liked um i liked uh i didn't really like end of watch by stephen king so i won't even bring it up because uh-huh. why would i? I read a couple of mary higgins clark that i like as time uh-huh. goes by 
uh, all dressed in white. Right. Part of that uh, Under Suspicion series, but as time goes by, it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a couple of the two that Alexander McCall Smith put out this year. Of the two, I probably liked uh, Precious and Grace the most, the okay. latest in the number one ladies detective agency. Uh, Chance Development was that one that was based on historical photographs. Concept was good. The execution, uh, not as good. Okay. Um, one that's come up a few times, which I would probably, I don't know that I would say this was the best book I read of 2016, uh, but uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was definitely a good. I mean, I, I, I know it's it's been sort of like, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but it's kind of a love it or hate it thing. But I thought it was pretty good. Facebook user Jennifer uh, said, let me see, let me find her comment here, that she thought it was very true to the characters. Um, let's see, she says, um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, it's a screenplay, so you have to get used to the format. She felt that it treated the characters from the original series respectfully and was a fun throwback to beloved characters, and I'll give it that. There you go. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good throwback, but I know that uh, not everybody believes that. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's others here I would make the list. Uh-huh. Uh, William Shatner's Leonard right. was up there. You uh, know what? Uh, I'll have finished Springsteen's book by the end of this year. Bold statement. <laughs> bold but statement that's, dropping. That's a new book. That uh-huh. came out this year, so yeah. I can count that yeah, as one of the can. better 2016 you books. You certainly can. I read some great kids' books. Uh, I read a million oh. of them, so yeah. I'm not going to go too deep. <laughs> sure. But I will say The Last Stop on Market Street, which actually won the Newberry okay. this year, which we covered in our Newberry episode back in January. Uh, first picture book to do that. Uh, that was very good. That okay. was very good. Uh, Super Truck by Stephen Savage. Uh, It's very simple, but my son loves it. It's like his favorite thing. Super truck. And it is very good. I mean, uh, the the imagery is great. Stephen Savage uh, was worked primarily as an illustrator and only recently has gone to uh, actually writing the book. So um, I would say probably the focus is on the imagery, but it's it's good. You know, it's very good. Neil Gaiman's Instructions, also very good. Okay. Uh, A good kid's book. Uh, and then a classic, Dr. Seuss, that I'd never read before, Horton Hatches the Egg. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really good. I actually kind of liked it better than Horton Hears a Who. It's the one I Whoa, read. Bold. Remember when we went to the yes. school and we read? That was one of the ones that I read. Yeah. To the, and they were like, whoa, the Horton well. has another book? Yeah. Far out, man. It's true. Uh, it's, that Thanks for visiting is, our 11th uh, grade classroom. You've been here. swell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the 11th grade. <laughs> They're uh, called juniors. Yeah, let's dive in with a couple of user comments uh, here. Oh, well, because I only talked about the ones that came out in 2016. Oh, and they okay. were only young adult books. Sure. So I feel like maybe people don't think I read adult books. Okay. But, I mean, I brought up the girls. But um, also this year I read Station Eleven, which didn't come out in 2016. Okay. And that was good. I gave that four stars. Yeah, that was for a book club. You remember I kind of made a fuss about it because I liked it. I do, yeah. It, like, made me feel emotional. Yeah. And I didn't want to talk about it with other people. Yeah, you were unbearable. Uh, I read Doc. Uh, that's about Doc Holliday by mm. Mary uh, Daria Russell. Yeah, it was in prep for our Western. That's right. One back our lowest, <laughs> our lowest listened yeah. to podcast yeah. ever. And I read Masters of Doom. It was uh, how two guys created an empire and transformed pop culture. The based off of Doom, the video game. Oh, and like that one. That was one of those. Uh, like I don't know. What do you? It's nonfiction. What do you call that? Uh, Nonfiction. No, but it's not a bi. Would it be a biography if it's about those two people, but also like the games and stuff? Yeah, whatever. Probably not technically. It wouldn't okay. be shelved in the biography memoir? section. But yeah, we call sure. memoirs written by somebody else. Yeah, um, tell alls. I Look, mean, it's just it was good. I read it in like three days. Like yeah. it was hard to put down, even though it's just about like guys coding mm-hmm. and making doom and. Uh, Quake. That in three days with this Bruce Springsteen book is taking. I know. Well, it's because here's the thing. This one, 
it's kind of written with some fictional, you know what I mean? When they write like a nonfiction, but you kind of embellish or exaggerate a little to like create like a sense of narrative. Okay. Whereas Springsteen is being very like matter of fact. He, he's a great writer with this stuff, but like Spring, it's just he packs so much into each page. Like it's hard to like cruise through the Born to Run book because like each like sentence is like some little insight or some thought or like mm, okay. the story. Whereas Masters of Doom is like, oh, and they were coding again. It's like, okay, get to the part where they release Doom 2. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about shareware some more. Yeah. So <laughs> shareware being uh, games that could be shared with each other, not the clothing line by share. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you believe in life after summer? Uh-huh. And then it's a... Shareware. Oh, shareware. <laughs> uh- <laughs> if I could turn back time... Yeah. I buy more shareware. Oh, I sure yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you get more shares in shareware? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But there's no song to go with that. So yeah. It yeah, there is. Uh-huh. Do you believe in shares? And getting more in shareware? shares after shareware. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I got my shares. Do you know that shares maybe the only singer to score number ones in five consecutive decades? It's no. crazy. Well, it's if Madonna. Crazy, crazy. If Madonna thing. stays around any longer. Yeah, she might be able to pull it off. She might. So she might. Yeah. All um, right. Do you want to get into this list of the top yeah, selling us, ones? Give us a couple from the list and let's go right. back to some uh, so user comments. Basically, here. Amazon released their uh, the top selling books and they also did okay. some in categories. Uh, I got the top 20. Do you want me to go through all of them or just the top 10? Well, just give us a couple of the highlights. All right. Uh, let's see if there's... The Nest is at number 17. Oh, Cynthia uh, by Sweeney. Cynthia. Right. Uh, we are doing that for a book club in yep. 2017. So that's so the 17th best selling book. And this is including ebooks. Okay. Uh, it's... Inc- but it's only books that came out in 2016. Right, so that's the number one? No, that's number 17. Number 17. So that's why you're not going to find stuff like Nightingale and okay. uh, All the Light We Cannot See and stuff. Right. So this is only books that came out in 2016. But that's still okay. pretty good because I feel like The Nest came out in like, what, September or yeah, August? Yeah, pretty early. So to be number 17. While you mentioned The Nightingale, uh-huh. Facebook user Joy says The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna was her favorite. Good news, Joy. We're doing that for a book club January 17th. Join there you us. Go. Yeah. Nick has to read it. You'll have to I'm explain Nick. to us what it is about, because I Nick. don't know. Yeah. All right. You, you are Nick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, at number 15, and this, I feel like, only came out six weeks ago, The Wrong Side of Goodbye, oh, a Harry gosh. Bosch novel. That doesn't surprise me. Michael Connelly's fan base is rabid. I mean, yeah. when those come out, they are ready. Is rabid the right word? That yes. seems wrong. Okay. No, it is. All right. They're like, like foaming a, at the like mouth. Like a rabid dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. No, you That's don't. That's a terrible experience. That's a terrible, yeah. Um, Let's see. Fool Me Once is at number 13. Harlan Coben. <laughs> Can't fool me twice. <laughs> uh, number 12 is Before the Fall by Noah Harley. That one I almost bought, but all the reviews on Amazon were like, eh. Mm. You know? It, it didn't. I feel like it maybe had three stars. Okay. Because I almost got that after I read The Girls. Yeah. Which isn't on this list. No. Mm-hmm. All right. And number 11 is The 15th Affair, The Woman's Murder Club okay. by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. So the top 10 best-selling books of 2016, according to Amazon, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid number 11, mm-hmm. Double Down, is at number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, did better than The Nest mm. and Harry Bosch. Yeah. So uh, number nine, The Black Widow, book 16 of the Gabriel Allen series. Oh, That's, Daniel Silva. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Night School, a Jack Reacher novel. Working on his night school. And that's really recent, too. Yeah. So Jack Reacher still got it. Well, that's a good time for Jack Reacher when the movie came out and everything yeah. right in conjunction with that book. Well, maybe so. not a great time for Jack Reacher, well, then, if you're including the movie. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. Uh-huh. Uh, six, Hillbilly uh, Elegy, a memoir of a family and a culture in crisis by J.D. Vance. Hmm. 
Number five, Killing the Rising Sun. How America vanquished World War II Japan. Now, there's a dad gift right there. Yeah. That's like that dad a... and grandpa. You buy that. So that's not a kid's... Because like, they write those kids' books. They do write like kid adaptations of those books, but okay. that's the title of the adult book. Huh. All right. Number four, The Last Mile uh, by... Baldacci. David Baldacci. Yeah. Number three, you're not going to be happy. The Whistler. The Whistler by John Grisham. No, I'm happy. I want John Grisham to succeed. He that's, keep writing books, but I don't want to. That's a newer one. To be the third best-selling book of the year and to have only come out yeah, in October. He's he's like a he's like a next level author. Okay. He's one of those ones that just yeah just retains that popularity. He also retains and, water. And he's that's like one a year. Maybe right. you get one in a Theodore Boone that's true. kid novel. Yeah. Whereas some of these others, I think even Connolly publishes more. That's than true. Once a year, you, so it's like. Notice that James Patterson only has the one book here. Oh, he has two. <laughs> Women's Murder Club and Jack Reacher. No. Oh, Jack Reacher's not his. No, so he does only have child. one. It's just the 15th Affair. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense, though. I mean, out of, the, out of all of the Patterson books, yeah. Women's Murder Club is the only one we'd ever consider getting a second copy of because it is... Okay. A, uh, that had a TV show based on it and everything, so it's just... Okay. Number there. two, When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Calentini. Mm. Cal- Calentini. Okay. And number one, no surprise, Harry Potter and the Curse of Child, parts one and two, special rehearsal really? edition script uh. by J.K. Rowling, Jack Thorne, John Tiffany. Apparently, <coughs> I actually am a little surprised by that. Oh. Uh, well, apparently, <coughs> those Doritos are coming back. Yeah, they sure are. It's the first time a script has ever made the top 20. Mm-hmm. Of the year. Yeah. So that's kind of impressive. I wonder, I haven't heard anything about how the Fantastic Beast script is going. I can't imagine that it's going to be as good. <coughs> it looks good. I mean, it's got okay. a cool cover and everything. We have it in the adult section, but I don't think there's um, huge demand for that. Amazon also released uh, the top 20 customer favorites, uh, or the most wished for books, and the most gifted books hmm. in 2016. You want to hear some of them? Yeah, let's let's do some user comments and then pop back to that. Okay. Uh, so let's take a look. Uh, let me pull a couple from Facebook here. Um, uh, our, one of our regular listeners, Greg, says Gateway by Frederick Pohl. I'm, I'm not sure what that is. Do you know that one? Yeah, it's a Hugo winner. Oh, okay. It's from the 70s, I believe. Nice. I've been meaning to read it forever. Okay. So uh, Joanne, also Facebook, The Pluto Files by Neil deGrasse Tyson. You love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I do follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Facebook user James says The People and the Books by Adam Kirsch. Okay. I don't know. That's not familiar to me. Do you know what no. that one is? No. Look it up. Uh, uh, yeah. Get to it. The uh, People... I'll pop over and for Twitter. And the books. Uh, I spelled books, B-O-K-K-S. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Twitter user RosieRiveter08 says, Mishling, The Comet Seekers, and Modern Lovers. Okay. I don't... I, comet Seekers, I know. The others, I don't. Uh, let me take a look back here. We got a Who, lot. Who is it by? Did they say? Uh, you said Adam Kirsch? Yeah. It's 18 classics of Jewish literature. Oh, so there you go. Interesting. Now you know what it's okay. about. I know, I know. Uh, a few more here. Uh, Facebook user Hillary says, I loved the Welcome to Night Vale novel. So Night Vale is, a, is a, one of our fellow colleagues. That's right. Yep. A, a pod, they're their own podcasting network now. Yeah, they There's sure the are. primary podcast, yeah. Welcome to Night Just Vale. Just us. Nobody's invited us to a network they yet. They haven't, no. You think we should um, start our own? Hey. Why not? We're, we're part of the All the Books Show yeah, network. network. Hey, we're, we're a part of the Angelica radio station. That's true. So take yeah. that. So maybe, yeah. maybe our vale. listeners right now are listening to us on a cool Wednesday evening. So enjoy enjoy yeah, your night, it's chilly. Uh, uh, anyway, Facebook user Hillary says, "I love the Welcome to Night Vale novel." Also, Girl on the Train. Well, I'm with you, sister. I like Girl on the Train a lot. Huh. Uh, Facebook user Ruth says, oh, "Just one." 
<laughs> but then she said Leonard by William oh. Shatner. So hey, you yeah, like that? I know, pretty strong. Uh, Facebook user Stacy says, "I found that my favorite book this year was nonfiction, Rising Strong by Bren Brown." Uh, so what do you think about that? I think you that's know, cool. Don't know anything about it? I think that's super cool, man. Uh, oh boy, now this is someone that we know. So I don't know if we should even give her the time of day. Okay, just kidding. Facebook user Carly, old friend of ours, okay. in some plays together. Hi, Carly. Yeah. Remember, you and she were in a little show called House on a Cliff together. I do remember that. Okay. <laughs> uh, check the seaweed, Eric. Uh, let's see. Carly <laughs> says, Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. I don't know that one. Poetry. That's a book of poetry. Oh. Uh, yeah. No one wants poetry. Whoa. Bold statement. <laughs> no, Bold sure. statement. Hey, that's another one. The Rain, uh, Rain in Portugal by Billy Collins. That's one that I read in 2016 that came out in 2016. There you go. A lot of rain. I wasn't a huge fan. A lot of poetry. So. Oh, it's boy. not a great. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have mentioned it. Well, uh, anyway, so Facebook user and known problem Carly says "Milk and Honey" by Rupi Kaur. So take that with a grain of salt. Okay, because she can't be trusted. I've got some Facebook uh, comments too. Let me hear it. All right. Oh wait, let's jump back to Amazon for a little bit. To though. Amazon. Yeah. All right. So this, and again, all these, even for the wished and gifted, they're still only including books that were published in 2016. I see. Um, and these include print and Kindle books. Cool. For Amazon. Yes. So you want the most wished for? I, or the most dealer, gifted? Dealer's choice, man. All right. Let's, I'll just... Uh, I'm just going to tell you the top three most... Or the top four. That'd be pretty sure. cool. All right. Okay. Top four most wished for books in 2016. Okay. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at number four. Random. Yeah. And when I go through... The well, rest that, to that, see more. Oh, you know what, though? Those are coming out in the big, like, oversized, right. uh, detailed, illustrated version. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what that is. But out of these 20, it's the only one of the original Harry Potter I series. I think that's the only one that's come out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, $23. Yeah. That would have to be Yeah, it's a, it's a nice. They're Actually, they're very cool. All right. Um, number. We should, we should probably have those, by the way. I'll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't even know that was happening. Okay, go on. <gasps> uh, number three, when breath becomes air, by Paul uh, Calanthini. Oh yeah, that Calan- was on the list there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the third, second most wished for book of 2016, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the original screenplay. Oh well, there you go. What do I know? Uh, number one most wished for books book in 2016, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Man. Yep. Good showing by old J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Well, it. Jeez. I'm trying to find a list where it isn't. Uh, most gifted books yeah. this year. So if you gave any of these books as a Christmas gift, you're you're one of the masses. Yeah. Um, Born to Run is at number four hey. by Bruce Springsteen. It Bruce. was a gifted book. That seems like a decent gift yeah. for a parent. Why not? Hamilton, The Revolution yeah. by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Jeremy McCarter. Donald. We have uh, both Born to Run and Hamilton mm-hmm. in our collection. Clean House Exposing Our Government, Secrets and Lies is the second most gifted book. Wow. Boy, I bet Merry that... Merry Christmas. I bet when you say gifted, it was more like, why didn't you read this for once? Yes, or, you know, seriously. like Opening that on Christmas yeah. morning. Wow, thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks. Exposing our secrets in the White House. Exposing secrets. Thanks, Thanks, Grandma. I really opened my eyes. Yep. Can I have a subscription to Fox News, too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> number one, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is oh, the boy. number one most gifted book oh, of 2016. Boy. I mean, I'm guilty. I, I went and bought it the weekend it came out. So, yeah. so you know. be- best-selling book of the year, most wished-for book of the year, most gifted book of the year. Yeah. People were getting their Harry Potter as as soon as they wanted it. Yeah. It's crazy. Harry Potter on demand. I I don't know. All right. Not me. Hit us, hit us with a few more Facebook. And then let me ask you this. Do you have your My Year in Books up there? 
I can. Yeah. Whoa. Pull it up there. All right. So what do we got? I got a Facebook user, uh, John. He -hmm. says, small town heroes. I had to look this up. It looks like a self-published superhero uh, like book series. It's not a graphic novel. Hmm. John sounds like a nerd. A little bit, yeah. A lovable nerd. Uh, Maybe he'd want to hang out with us. But this is... uh, this is book four of the series. Nerd alert. So it's called Wearing the Cape. That's the series. Okay. All right. Let's see. Nerd alert. Maybe you shouldn't call out our listeners for it's, being no, it's nerds. No, it's affectionate. It's affectionate. Uh, Anybody actually, who's listened to this podcast know that I got nothing to say about nerd. That's true. You you did finish your Star Trek book? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Weekend of the Rogue next, One. The next gen prequel series, Stargazer. <laughs> I read book three. Yes. All right. We got uh, Facebook user Travis says, The Vagrant. By Peter Newman. Uh, his is actually looks like the newest book on the list. It came out May 2015. Ah. So he's doing pr- a little bit better than yeah. everybody else on yeah. the ones I'm about to read. Yeah. By Peter Newman. Um, this is Vagrant Book One. Okay. So the Vagrant is his name. He has no other. Friendless and alone, mm-hmm. he walks across the desolate, war-torn landscape. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there we go. Let's see. Uh, Facebook user Glenn says, The first book of The Ranger's Apprentice. And that's older, but that's still oh, a popular wow. series. Yeah. We still have people coming to yeah. discover that one. That's true. When I'm in the kids' desk Monday morning, I, that's, that's there's always a the Ranger's top. Apprentice yeah. to shelves. It's true. <laughs> so um, we've got the Libromancer. Hmm. All right. So I once read this book. Did I tell you about this? Geekomancy? Did I tell you when I read Geekomancy? No, you sure didn't. It's about a girl. It's about this world where geekdom is magic. Mm-hmm. So you're a geek wizard. You're wow. a geek mancer. So basically, so geeky. you have to, like, you can use geek stuff. So if you have Wolverine. Uh, like retainers? And no, if you have a toy of Wolverine's claws, mm-hmm. you can turn them into real adamantium claws. If you have a magic card. I wish they could have done that in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, harsh. <laughs> if you have a Magic the Gathering card, you yeah. can rip it, and that will cause the spell to happen. Oh, my gosh. So it, it's like that. And I didn't like it because it felt like. It's like, hey, every nerd likes all of this. And as I'm reading, I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just felt very, uh, what's the one? I don't know the word. Hmm. So I must be a loser. Well, take that, Facebook <laughs> user Larry. No, this is Libromancy. Oh, okay. So maybe you might be interested. We might both be interested in this. Isaac is a Libromancer, a member of the secret organization found uh, five centuries ago. Libromancers are gifted with the ability to magically reach into uh-huh. books and draw forth <laughs> objects. <laughs> That's certainly not real. <laughs> <laughs> to, to his horror, he discovers that vampires have been attacking other magic users. If you're saying that I'm a part of this crew... Wait, uh, with the help of a motorcycle-riding dryad... You got a screw wait, don't you know a dryad me. who rides a motorcycle? Uh, I don't... I'm not sure what you mean, Isaac but, finds himself hey, hunting just, the unknown... Uh, dark- let's just move on. I think uh, <laughs> okay. we got another uh, user... Oh, look, Facebook user Susan. What does she have to say <laughs> All there? All right, Facebook user Susan yeah. says, The Book of Lost Things. That came out in 20... 20- uh, 2006. So get with the time, Susan. Yeah, boy, a decade um, behind. Uh, but I, I feel like I've seen this. This is John Con- uh, Connolly. Mm-hmm. Have you read this? Nope. Or you, you must have heard of this, anyways. High yeah. in the attic bedroom, 12 year old David mourns the death of his mother. Well, yeah. Yeah, I try. I picked up a John Connolly. Uh, didn't like it. What else is he writing? <laughs> Not that one. But uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the one that I, uh, oh. that I read. I, is this I a young adult book though? Is it? It won uh, the Alex Award. Okay. Yeah, it looks like some people, a lot of people, put it in fantasy and then young adult. I see. Um, so maybe it's more younger, taking readers well, on a vivid journey through the loss of innocence is. into adulthood. There Look you out. Go. Um, the book of lost things. 
All right. All right. And you wanted me to go to my year in books. Yeah, I want to take a look at your, your, your year so in stats? books. So well, stats? Yeah, we'll close with this. No, you do. Oh, do you, do you not have yours up? Oh, I can. Yeah. Right. Sorry. It's not stats. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a different spot. Okay. Go um, on. Tell me about yours. Oh, I will. Uh, let's see. So what this does is it tells you all the things you read. It tells you the most popular things that you read. Uh, it tells you uh, all sorts of things. I sent you yours on, on Facebook there. Sure did. Uh, but <laughs> it tells you your shortest book and your longest book. Mine are nonsense. Mine are always skewed by children's books. So my shortest oh, book... Oh, yeah. Look at this. This is great. My shortest book, Piggy Visits the Doctor, <laughs> a Muppet Baby's book. Oh, okay. I my... always thought that was Elephant and Piggy. No. Oh, it might be, actually. Yeah. It might be. Okay. Ellen Weiss and... I know, Piggy Books are Mo Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my largest, Star Wars, Omnibus, Droids, and Ewoks, 526 pages. What? Yeah. Uh, here's That's the longest book you read. 526 pages, I guess so. Well, I mean, the fact that it's droids, well, it's Ewoks. Graphic, it's a graphic novel, yeah. so it hardly counts. My most popular book, read by 2,140,192 other people in 2006, uh, was Divergent by Veronica Roth. We guess read what? This- what? My most popular book of the year, Divergent. Nice. We both read this as part of our very fun but very failed very short YA yes. for adult book club. YA for adult, yeah. My least popular book, uh-huh. read by one person in the whole world, being me, <laughs> was Wuzzles and Creeposaurs <laughs> by Don E. Plum, based on the 1980s animated cartoon series, The Wuzzles. Sure. What was your least popular? My least popular book was... Uh, Best-selling albums of all time by Dan Audi mm. and Chris Barrett. This is like a coffee table book. We yeah. have it in our library, though. Yeah. It just goes through the uh, best-selling albums of all time. It goes through each decade. It's not like super informative, but it's interesting to like. That's a coffee table book. Yeah, it's it's still like a it's a quick, interesting read. Like, oh, really? That was when you get to the '90s. It's just Sheryl Crow. Am I thinking right there? Sheryl Crow or the other one? Sure, I was confused. Crow. Yeah. No, the other one. Who sings uh, I, uh, I Just Want to Have Fun in Shania the Sun? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. That's who it is, I think. Okay. I can never keep the two of them. That don't impress me much. Ooh, which one is that? Shania Twain. <laughs> okay. Wait. I've so used that joke before, who did, but it's uh, too good. Who did Tomorrow Never Dies? Cheryl Crow. Then Shania Twain is the one who sold like everything in the 90s, as, as did Garth Brooks, I think. Okay. My so, brother-in-law went to a Shania Twain concert and still has the t-shirt. Wow. For some reason. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? That does impress her Shout much. out to Mike. Woo! Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that does impress you much, exactly. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, my Let's... highest rated on Goodreads, again, children's book, Zootopia, The Big Trouble in Little Rodentia. So this is, uh, yeah, what the book you read that has the highest rating yeah. out of all the other people. <laughs> it has an average rating of 4.86, so right. I would love to be able to separate that does better than, grown-up uh, books. Mine but... does a little better. Mine was Tokyo Ghoul Volume 7. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, really? I read number 7? I must have. I know Apparently. I need to read number 8. Goodreads But anyway... Telling. Uh, number, yeah, Tokyo Ghoul Volume 7 has a rating of 4.33. Look out. So the shortest book I read is skewed because I read uh, an Alexander McCall Smith children's book. Mm. It was The Great Cake Mystery. Uh, it was a, what do you call those? A young what? A young... Precious Romance Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 73 pages. My longest book was Caliban's War by James S.A. Corey, uh, the Leviathan Wake series. I might check back into that Precious Romance series. Okay. It was kind of fun. Calvin's War was 595 pages. Hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else? A fun note here? My average rating that I gave books this year, 3.3. My average rating, 3.3. Is that true? It is true. Wow. We rated a lot of books at three this We're year. We're in sync. Do man. you have many five-star ratings this year? No, I don't. Any? 
I do have some. Just not. Many. I only have the three. Like I said, the two mouse well, I, comics. I have a lot and... of children's books. Oh yeah, yeah. All and skewed. a couple of graphic novels. Okay. But anyway, well, I think that wraps us up. I want to say first, thank you to all of our listeners. I know we didn't get to everybody. Hey, you're but, welcome. But thank you to the listeners who sent things in. Yeah. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Are you so excited for? Keep uh, sending them in. 2017. Yeah. Are there any books that you know are coming out in 2017 that you're excited for? We'll have to do a. I was just gonna say that that's that's gonna be one yeah. of our early uh, podcast. Is there episodes. one? One that I know of that's coming out. See, um, that's the thing. I I have such a hard time like following like current series that I'm like, oh, what is coming out? Yeah. No, I don't have one off the top of my head. Okay. But I got nothing then. We'll we'll dive into it yeah. in, in one of the upcoming episodes. Yeah. So this we'll is have our, to do uh This is our last episode of 2016. Yeah. We'll have to do uh, I mean, we're going to hit the award season. We're going to have to go through the uh who who did what did we do last year in well, January? Well, we'll hit the we'll hit the Newberries and the Caldecotts right. and the Seuss Awards and all that. We'll, yep. we'll do the kids thing early. We have to do that. With our new children's librarian. Yeah. We can bring her on as a special uh, there special go. guest if she's good on microphone if she's sure, yeah. cool yeah you know we'll have to we'll have to test we'll have to subtly test Who, her out. um hopefully she's not listening we'll have to do uh books uh books that are going to become movies yes books of movies. uh that was actually that was a pretty helpful podcast for me last year because we did that and i looked and saw oh boy we're missing a bunch that's of right books, you got so. silence yeah I got because this, yeah. and you know what's funny you got that like at the beginning of the year yeah but the movie is only coming out like yeah, this week i know so, but yeah, we'll have to... But I did fill it out. I got like a Dave Eggers uh, hologram yeah. for The King, which we didn't have, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, the movie's great, so... It was good. We'll have to things, we'll so. have to see what books are becoming movies this year, yeah. what uh, what are the most anticipated young adult and mm-hmm. adult books. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and what else did we do at the beginning of the year? I guess we did the Western one, and we yeah. shouldn't do that again. Yeah, we got some Lonely Hearts book clubs. Yeah. We've got some author spotlights coming up. And remember, we always want to hear user suggestions oh, yeah. for Who, different topics. Can we talk about who's coming here in March? Well, the author? let's wait. Let's okay. wait until we sign the contract. Okay, so until we'll, the ink is dry. That's, yeah, that's just a little tease for you. We do okay. have a, a couple of offers um, scheduled for twenty seven. I was going to say, last year around this time, you and I watched Adam Sandler's Ridiculous Six. Oh, please. And then gave a review. Don't so I think we're going to have to watch uh, either The Do-Over with him and David he has Spade. a new movie coming out? How did I it's miss It's terrible. Oh, okay. Or we're going to have to watch that James, uh, what's his name? I don't know. J- from King of Queens. Oh, Kevin James? No, Kevin James. Gonna We're going to have to watch James. the Kevin James movie. I'm not going to watch like the Kevin agent. James movie. No way. No okay. Way. All right. Well, well we don't some, have much... some yearly tradition this has turned out yeah. to be. We don't have much in the way of library news because we're pretty much winding down. It's true. Uh, I mean, we're the closed year. Uh, the next two Mondays. We're yeah, closed. We're closed uh, well, we're closed the 26th, which is probably when you're listening to this. Yeah. And then we're also closed uh, the, right after New Year's. We'll uh-huh. open up the Tuesday following Oh, we New should Year's. say. We're going to be we're gonna be a day late releasing in January because we're closed as we observe New Year's Day. Yeah. You're not going to have us record on New Year's on Day. A holiday. That's no. insane. So, That's we'll insane. be there Tuesday. We'll be there Tuesday, Tuesday ready to start right before my birthday, my last day that I'm 33. Mhm. So, oh, we'll yeah, have to do a birthday podcast Yeah, a special birthday episode. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to kick you out. Yeah. Fire you and no way and get a new co-host. You wouldn't dare. Yes, I would. All right. Well, the one thing I can tell you about library news is that the book clubs are still going. So, over Christmas we've been reading uh what is that called? The Highland Highland Murders by MCB. Highland, yeah. I, I finished it a while ago, so I forgot. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're doing that January fourth, and then That's, we're also reading. Wow, early. Yeah, The Nightingale by Christian Hanna, January seventeenth. So mm-hmm. those, those are the two big things coming up. Uh, What's the first after school movie? Because that's relatively soon. Yeah, January that's 6th. the first Friday, January 6th. It's Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, starring mm-hmm. Ava Green. Ransom you may Riggs. know Based Ava Green series. from Casino Royale. Yeah. She played Vespa. Yes, yeah, she did. Vesper? Vesper. I said Vespa. Vespa's a little motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Vesper is a Bond girl. <laughs> yeah. A All Bond right. woman. A Bond woman. That's right. <laughs> so what's your first uh, kids movie? 
It's Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. And that's yeah, coming up. And then we're also doing a Monday matinee in January of um, Pete's Dragon. And our senior matinee, uh, which is the fourth Tuesday, is going to be The Intern. I've seen that. Yeah. I couldn't watch that with my uh, my wife. No. She, she made it 10 or 15 minutes Too in sad. before she – we had to pause it, let her uh, be very emotional for a little bit, and then – I watched it two days later by myself. I see. Okay. <laughs> so, I haven't seen it, so now I kind of want to see it. Well, it's pretty sad because... Oh, don't spoil it. Well, I mean, the beginning. It's just widowed, uh, retired Robert De Niro. That's always sad. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's retired. He, he, he signs up for a, uh, a senior uh, intern mm-hmm. program just because he wants to be doing something. Right. So it's, Robert De Niro is so good in it uh-huh. though and so Zan hat they're both like great in it but like you kind of forget that robert de niro can play that like that warm like heartfelt character yeah. who's just, who who when he watches the uh what's that love song in singing in the rain where he, he turns the light on her and everything know. oh well well he his character cries while watching singing in the mm-hmm. rain so like you kind of forget that robert de niro can also play those characters you're giving away the highlights of this movie. no i'm not similar in plot to rocky balboa Widowed Rocky. Oh, yeah. Sad, alone. Decides to sign up for a fight to get out there again. Yeah. Anyway. And it's funny because that just carries over to Creed as well. True. Like, yeah. hey. Yeah, he's still, did, did still ret- sad. Yeah. Still not doing well. Well, guess what? He might have cancer now. He might. He might. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for yeah. this episode and 2016 in general. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Give me my... Give me my uh... No, it's already All right. Right. Can't do it. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in 2017.